Oh, hi. Hiya. Hiya. Thanks for making an appearance. I got the train. We got the train. Well, good journey. Via Blackburn. Any strikes? Uh, no. I'm sat at Blackburn train station thinking, oh. you know how sometimes the rain can make places look a bit magical and mystical? <laughs> yes. I was off praying the rain would just wash it all away. No. <laughs> now, that's not nice to wish a tsunami on what is a landlocked town. <laughs> The, the the geographical possibilities of that happening, uh, Pickles. Of, it's a lot of rain. Yeah, well, it, it does flood in areas, Blackburn. Uh, it's uh, it's lovely to have you back in the in the booth. Thanks, pleasure. Ple- in the El Classical Sem- booth. So, semi-pleasure to be here. Yeah. We're a bit like Radiohead. I was just thinking before you got here. We won't be rushed into <laughs> recording episodes, will we? It's on our terms. It's on our terms. None of this, we will record one a month. Schedule uh, schmedule. It's not helping with me try and get sponsors on board, I'll be honest, because they ask me, they go, well, how often do you record it? And I sort of go, well, when we want. Which doesn't go down well for marketing people's figures. If you do want to give us money, we, we, will, we will speak into these mics whenever you want. Exactly. I'll, I'll say anything. Absolutely anything. What could we? What could we advertise? We could lend our voices to various East Lancashire businesses. Ordinarily, I'd say anything chocolate based. Yes, but I'm. I'm I've gone. What, what's the date? I've gone ten days so far without a chocolate bar. Really? So that's off the. Is there a reason for this? Just, I just thought. Do you have diabetes? No, but just, just trying to discipline myself. Okay. Not to have two chocolate bars a day. You what? Know? Well, that's a rough, two chocolate a rough bars average. a day. No, I'm just trying, just trying. You know, I don't want to be dependent on things. That is an excessive um, amount of chocolate bars. It is, but every time Burnley score, every time Burnley win, I eat chocolate. You know, it's doing. <laughs> what? What? But so, no. It's why I'm eating so much, Mike. That's what I'm saying. Are these intros gone forever? But I need to come. I need, we need to address that. Cut this. Every time Burnley win. You eat a chocolate bar. No, I'm just, it was just a reference to how many times Burnley win. It's frequent, isn't it? Oh, sorry, right. I thought it was some sort of Come obsessive on, you can compulsive... Come on, you can tell we haven't done an episode for a while. You know when players have to put, uh, you know, shoes on the right way and that sort of thing? I thought you were going to say that, you know, you're not comfortable with Burnley winning unless you, say, devour a Kinder Bueno after or something they, they like that. I love a Kinder Bueno. Ah, oh, they're good, aren't they? Yeah. No, but when maybe, I was... Maybe we could do Kinder Bueno adverts. Yes, I'll do a Kinder Bueno advert. Um, Do you like Kinder Buenos? Are you going to play the theme tune? Yes, sorry, right, yes. Well, right, yeah. El Lan Classico podcast with pickles and gravy. Half of you will hate half of it. So what have you been up to? What? Uh, when I say you, obviously this is a Blackburn Rovers and Burnley podcast, so really... <laughs> the podcast no one asked for. The, yes, exactly. The, the no combination one asked for. no one asked for. But for some reason, people are listening, so um, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah. What have Burnley been up to since... I don't even know what the content of the last episode was, to be honest. I, it's completely lost. I'm blanked. Uh, oh, no, it's not worth remembering, I don't think. Um, it's, uh, it's, well, time's moved on. It's very... Time heals. Mm. Nobody needs to... Nobody needs to remember. It's very much been more of the same, copy and paste, mm-hmm. where, the, where the clarets are concerned. Ours, if you are control C, control V, which is copy and paste. Mm. V for victory. We are mash the keyboard with the palm of your hand. <laughs> you are control, alt, delete. <laughs> Force quit. <laughs> In some games. That little paperclip's popping his head up. <laughs> yes. Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> Do you need some help? 
That's what our defence says every second game for some reason. You sort of get used to it. And it seems to know what it's doing. Then the next game, it just, it just will implode. That's what mm. it, it wants to do. Mm. Turn it off, turn it back on again. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. We are the weirdest side uh, I think I've ever come across, Splatman Rovers. We still lie in third. Still third. You're, you're lying in third. But, uh, you don't. It's weird that you're there. Yeah, you know? I know. It's... Um, we were speaking earlier, weren't we, in the car when you very nicely picked me up from the, did, from the yes. train station. Couldn't get you get you couldn't be we couldn't have you getting <laughs> soggy, could we? And we were saying, oh, I'm sort of at ease now with the league being very bad, mm. but Burnley being very good. Mm. I think that's the state of play. I've spent the whole season telling anyone who listen how bad the standard is. I'm, I've been really maybe it's because I'm I've been used to watching Premier League football, <sighs> so we've come back. And I, I can't believe how many teams can't string a pass together or the tactics generally or, or the defence or week upon week upon week. I, I can't really believe my eyes. But then I'm thinking, well, hang on, my team are top. So what does that say about my team? Hmm. But there's two things going on. Burnley are very good. Hmm. I think the rest of the league are babba. Yeah, we, I, I would agree. We, we have mentioned this before, haven't we? It's a very, very, very poor league with two sides that are quite obviously better than everybody else um, in the mix. So it's your season is... You're doing a bit better than we did, but it reminds me when we were in League One. And oh, the end, tell and us were, about when you're in the third tier. Hey, listen, it was good. We had some away days that you you know you weren't used to. You know, we went to Bury away and all that sort of stuff. So Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury, yeah. Wow. Uh, just to show you how bad that league was when we were in it, they were our other rivals to get promoted. Right. Them and Wigan, yeah. Us Wigan and Shrewsbury, what a league! Wow. <laughs> anyway, but um, but yes, you are doing very well. We followed up. The result in the East Lanks derby with 3-0 against QPR. And then we scored three goals against against, against Borough. And it's been it's been fantastic, really. Mm. It's been brilliant. Uh, I can't remember a time when I've enjoyed watching a Burnley side. Uh, who are your main... Just for the benefit of Rovers fans who are not you know up to speed with uh, Bonwa's side... Who is the standout performer at the moment? Anas Zorore. Mm. That's the lad who went to the World Cup with Morocco, isn't yeah. it? Mm. We have found in Anas Zorore... He didn't play for Morocco, though, he did he? He played in the third, fourth playoff. Oh, did he? Oh, well, it's yeah. nice he got a turnout, isn't it? It's cute for him. Well, yeah, but he was a late call-up. Mm. Um, he didn't quite have the impact that Wout had, did he? Wout. No, we'll get on to him later. Mm. Wout. But in Anas Zorore, Burnley company, Pace, mm. have found a player I, I can't fathom how much he's worth right now. Mm. And I, you might think I'm getting carried away with myself. Perhaps I am. He is phenomenal. Okay. That's a, that's hyperbole if I've ever heard it. He looks like a Champions League player in a way. What? No, I mean it. Have a day off. I mean it. Not now. He's not ready yet, mm. obviously. Mm. He, he's got he's got that sort of. Is this your player, by the way? Is he's, 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 this isn't a loan? Oh no no no! We've oh bought, no, you signed we've bought this it. guy. I think he's right. on like a four year contract. Oh nice. And he's got that sort of street football tight close control. Yeah. You can't teach that, and that's something that's really really valued. Obviously, all the, mm. he reminds me of Riyad Mahrez and Eden Hazard. Yeah, that's who he reminds me of. Tyrese Dolan. Who? He's a flying winger for Blackburn Rovers. I've told you, I only know one of your players. Who's that? 
Brereton uh, Diaz. Dak. It's the only one I know of. Dak. Oh, I know Dak. I know. Come I've on. heard of Dak. Come on. I've, I, he's somewhere in my head. Some. I've, I've heard of him. I recall mm. him somewhere. Vague, vague. Um, but yeah, Anna Sarui. Oh. <laughs> Can we just? We need to get a clip of you just saying Anna Sarui. It's the best. It's the best name to say in a Burnley accent. Anas Zorora. And it, it helps that he's got a really catchy song. So the turf's rocking. Come on. It's funny, because all he asked... I was, I was on the turf with my brother. And uh, it was one of the few times where he miscontrolled... Anna Zorora, not my brother. He, <laughs> he, he miscontrolled or, 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 or he, he, his past didn't, didn't get to the right yeah. place. And he do not do it very often, but it happened. And, and the whole of the turf... Started singing Anas Zerari, Anas. And he can't do alt wrong. He can't do anything wrong at the moment, can the boy? He's brilliant. And that, we'll get onto this in terms of uh, finance and, and, and parachute payments. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Rovers fans chirping up. We'll get onto that. Before, but before, but go, go. Anas Zerari and Benson on the other side are, who, by the way, Benson is brilliant as well. Mm. Um, both of them are really. Where's he from? Um, he's, he's Belgian. Yeah, is, is he one of yours as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh right, okay, yeah. 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 And uh, we're spending, spending quite a lot of money here. Virtually. Ah, well, here we go. Here we go. Oh, uh, are we though? No, because these are cheap signings, mm. and sell one of them. When you say cheap, how much did they cost? Well, it's speculative, but it, I think it was about four million less. That's a hell of a lot for the championship. Is it hell? It is. Is it hell? It is. You find me how many teams in the championship have spent four million on transfers? You find me how many teams have lost the likes of Ben Mee, James Tarkovsky. We sold Nathan Collins. Mm. We're not paying Valt Vegas wages. Mm. We've sold Dwight McNeil for 20 million. Mm. We made the best part of 60 million in the summer. Mm. And, and in wages, we've saved Mee's wage, Tarkovsky's wage. They'd have been in the best part of 100 grand each. Mm. And the season before, you had £160 million in Sky money. The season before that, you had £160 million in Sky money. £160 yeah. million in Sky money before that. You got parachute payments, everything yeah. like that. Where's all that money going, Pickles? What, what do you Where's mean? Where's the money going? What do you mean? We, we've, we've spoken about this. In fact, can, can, oh, Before I move on, can you just sing me the Anna Saruri song? Because I don't know what it is. You, oh, Anna Saruri, Anna Saruri. It's the Emmerdale theme tune. Oh, go on. Anna well, I see you two are still waffling on about bloody Blackburn and Burnley. I'm thinking you're royalty of Lancastrian football. You need to have a look at yourself. I've told you before, I had this little club just down the road that will never die, and it's called Accrington Stanley. Even though people continue to try and kill it. We've had some night, we've got a new bar called Coley's. We've named it after manager, John Coleman. He didn't didn't work with coal. He's not a fossil fuel. He's just Coleman. He's not a coal man. He's just John Coleman. (laughs) But anyway, we named it after him, Coley's. And we're getting getting bloody people, neighbours, neighbours of the club. You're meant to be friendly to your neighbours. And they're whinging about noise. Well, council have come down and done their best to ruin it for everybody. Hey, but listen, we'll still be noisier than you, Blackburn and Burnley lot, because we will never stop. Up the Stanley, I'm not frying, and neither should you be. Anas Zorori, Anas Zorori, Anas Zorori, Anas Zorori, Anas Zorori. Oh, that's not new, is it? He's belting that. 
Yeah, but uh, sometimes people... some people say runs down the wing for me. Some people say run down the wing for me. Yeah, that's not new. Different though. tense, not, different sort that's of about gra- grammatical preference there. Yeah, I can't remember who made that up, but that's that's been going doing the rounds for years. The sing it to an to an Emmerdale song. Sorry about that. Stealing songs just like you stole, no, nay, never. But anyway, let's move on. Whether claret and blue or blue and white, we can all agree that Preston is shat. Uh, so let's talk finances, shall we? Oh, we can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll start. I'll start us off. Okay. Go. I've got a beamy bonnet. Mm. I've got. I'm pointing at you. I'm, I'm, I'm getting whoa. quite. I'm, I'm proper. You know. Put that digit away. Um, which one? And uh, one of the six. Hey, hey. hey. press your thing. Do you have your thing? Is that? Is that? Is it wired up? There we go. Timing's everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've seen a few Rovers fans mm. on Twitter mm. chirping up about buying the league. I think. Have you noticed it's only happening since Rovers have gone off the boil a bit? Have you noticed? No one was talking about how Burnley are buying the league a few weeks ago when Rovers were getting the results. Yeah, probably. Rovers have... It's been... a deflection technique. You are flying, and there's only so much we can go off. Oh, at the thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I will agree with you there. I feel very privileged that I do this podcast with literally the only Rovers fan who talks any sense, <laughs> any modicum of logic. He's sat opposite me in a Rovers shirt. The thing is, it happens every season, doesn't it? You get the teams who come down from the the Premier League. Yeah, but this is the thing. But the, but this is it. If they don't perform very well, no one talks about the money, do they? No, no one's going. Oh, Norwich, you know, where they're, they're buying the league. Well, because they're not, because they're doing really badly. So it's only when people are doing well it becomes an issue. That people There's no are crime the in Burnley spending money. There's no crime in signing players. Teams are allowed to accumulate players. Mm. They are allowed to add to their squad. That's a thing that can happen in football. I find... Uh, football finance fascinating. I don't. We, we, I think we spoke about this two episodes ago. I think we did go quite in depth, but it's almost like football fans are desperate for communism. They really are. Any sense of uh, any team having the upper hand financially, whether that's legitimately as like a city side, I don't mean city as in like a place that's a big, you know, has a big supporter base. Burnley. Or, uh, we, no, we don't. Um, or it's, you know, or it's with Virus Sugar Daddy, or whatever it is. Football fans seem to think that everyone should have the same amount of money. Now, this brings in the interesting thing about but football fans are absolutely against the Super League, which would be fine, which would be, which would be franchises in a league. So it'd be like the NFL. Mm-hmm. So the, the league would ultimately control all the other clubs. MLS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you would have a wage cap and you have that. That's the only fair way you're ever really going to do it. So it, it, it does. I do find it interesting how. You get people say, "Oh, such and such bought the league," and then you know there's always like a different sort of version of that, and it's sort of like, "What do we all want as football? What do we want football clubs to be?" I don't know, because then the next minute they're all going, "Sign a player for thirty million pounds! Sign it! Why are we not spending sixty million pounds?" <laughs> it's like, what do football fans want? You're making very sound comments, yeah, but oh. I can't keep a straight face hearing a Rovers fan talk about. Money in football. Ooh, this is it. I though. can't deal with. I I would take comments, criticism from from almost any fan base in the world. <laughs> I will not listen to a Rovers fan. What about City? I will not listen to a Rovers fan talk about buying leagues. Mm. And uh, you invented the thing. I mean, yeah, relatively, uh, I would say so. I think there was a lot of uh, ridiculous spending in Italy before us, but yeah, no, completely agree. 
It's it's just but this is this is so this is why you won't hear that from me. My concern for Burnley's finances isn't actually in the money that you're spending. Mm-hmm. It's where they're having to service this debt, which is a never-ending service of debt. It isn't just the fact that it's this season and it's getting relegated from the Premier League. You will have to do that all the time, every year, because you're owned by private equity. You're not owned by Alan Pace. Like that, he is not your sole owner. Yeah. He's he's not the. Mm-hmm. It's not like, and this is the basket case thing about football clubs. In a weird way now, I'm quite happy we have Venkies because they're just sort of throwing money down an endless well. I'm assuming it's some sort of tax write-off, as I've sort of said before. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not liable. I'm just saying there must be some reason to keep putting £10 million into something that you're never going to get a return on. Love for the club. I don't... Well, I think they've got some connection to it. <laughs> I think they've gone so far yeah. in now. Hey, look, I... I, 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 I I've never really understood. We've spoke about this in other, mm. other episodes. I've never understood the hate Venkis mm. get from Rovers fans. Without Venkis, there's no Blackburn Rovers at that's the moment. It. Yeah, that's it, that's the way it is. So with Burnley's model, when you look at it one way, you think, "Oh, great, okay, that is running a business. So that is legitimately running a business for profit." It's not some sort of insolvent mess that ninety-five percent of football clubs are. It's saying. We've got investors, we've got shareholders, and they're going to want a return on the investment. This football club needs to make money. But unfortunately, the general structure of football clubs and the amount that you need to spend to be successful and therefore stay in the Premier League and earn this £160 million of Sky money is not very easy. I mean, you're almost spending... 100, you're going to have to spend £160 million to stay in the £160 million league. So then when you drop off, where are those private equity shareholders? Where are they going to get... Is it ALK... Capital is it? Mm-hmm. Where are they going to get their money from? And this is why Burnley have to go back up because if they don't start getting that money back to pay to the shareholders and obviously then make a competitive side as well, it all drops off the face of a cliff. There's no sugar daddy. You're not going to get a shareholder go. Uh, by the way, we're not going to pay you any dividends. And could you actually give us ten million to stay afloat? Like it's it, it, it's it's so weird. So my concern for Burnley is. It's still in the long term, is that if this is the structure of how they're going to be owned, okay, but is that sustainable? I'm not saying that Venk is sustainable either. However, it's a different model, if that mm. makes sense. It's a different model of unsustainability, <laughs> basically. I, I don't know if it's sustainable long term. I'll be honest with you, I don't know. Is it the absolute ideal model of ownership? Would I prefer, did I really like the fact that Burnley's board were Burnley born and bred. Mm. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah. It, that wasn't sustainable either. Mm. Okay. So it was safer, perhaps. Yes. Mm. What we're seeing at Turf Moor is a, is, a, is a totally different philosophy on the pitch and off the pitch, which is why the decisions on the pitch are so pivotal now in terms of getting company in and the contacts he has and the players that he's brought in. The two things, there is more of a reliance now on selling an Asaruri, mm. for, exam- yeah, for, exactly. for example. Whereas under Garlic, and of course there's always a level of speculation, a huge amount of speculation with anything in terms of football finance. We don't know, do we really? No, exactly. But under Garlic, you got the impression that we were living off the Premier League money and saving it all for a rainy day. Mm. Brilliant, fair enough, that's that's fine. Um, there weren't many, if any, correct me if I'm wrong, Burnley fans, there weren't many, if any, big player sales. We weren't bringing young players in and flipping them, which is very evident, I think, the the model now. If we, yeah. if we sell 
I keep mentioning him, but if we sell Anna Saruri for 30 million, mm. let's just, that's the championship. Ollie Watkins and Emmy Buendia. Oh, yeah, yeah, They yeah, went yeah, for yeah, like yeah. 35 million. Oh, you won't, hear, just... yeah. you won't hear from me that that's preposterous. I mean, that's the so ridiculous it's, it's thing, possible. Isn't it? It's possible. Well, you've got people saying around 10 million for Ben Brereton Diaz well, with six go. months left there on his contract. Go. I mean, that's just so ridiculous. Let's, I keep mentioning, but Anna Saruri, he's got four years, I think, on his contract. If we sell him for 30 million, that pays off or that sustains or that enhances what any whatever financial financial situation Burnley have at the moment. Mm. And I think that is something that we want to repeat. And I think that pays on the pitch as well because we're then forced to be more flexible in our scouting, push the boundaries a little bit more, yeah. buy cheap, sell big. Mm. Under Daesh, that wasn't the case. Yeah, For various reasons, we didn't have the scouting set up. Daesh said it takes... I think he said something like it takes the best part of a decade to set up the certain scouting networks that that would that would be sufficient. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's why company's there. Yeah. He's he's got. I think he's got a masters in business and stuff mm. like that. So of course I'm talking about more on the pitch stuff because that's what I can see. Yeah. I don't know the spreadsheets. You're right with the signings you've made because I have noticed this. Like you didn't know any of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like you went, oh yeah, that's you know. That's blooming, uh, God, Dan Gosling, who's been doing the rounds for, as we've spoken before. They are fresh faces. Oh, we'd have signed Dan Gosling in the summer. <laughs> if Di- if Dyche, if, and but, I, I love Dyche, but if Dyche had still been at Burnley, I think we'd have signed Dan Gosling, uh, Fraser Campbell, <laughs> Kazim Richards. <laughs> yeah, we had him. Like, well, we'd have signed him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the sort of players we'd yeah, have, gone yeah, to, we'd, we'd yeah. have tried to sign. Do you know what that reminds that So I was thinking about this the other day. The, those teams, that is like what Everton, that's Everton's problem at the moment. Everton keeps signing these washed up players mm-hmm. who were second team at everybody else. You know, your Alex Iwobi and all this sort of nonsense. Well, they signed James Tarkovsky. Great. So, yeah, but great he's signing. not. No, he's bang average, he's though, been, isn't he? He's not. He was never top He was never top 10 of the Premier League, though, was well, he? Well, Everton not For top a couple 10 of the Premier League. No, but this is what I mean. And that's where a lot of their fans think they should be oh, so they're well, signing the players yeah. yeah this is what i mean that, yeah. yeah it's completely unrealistic where they think they should be but they're not signing players who could maybe surprise you and get into those positions and then be worth a lot more money going forward you know they, they do the michael Keane, james tarkovsky dwight mcneil dwight mcneil exactly exactly those exact type players you know dominic calvert lewin i know he's slightly different but we've sort of established that he's probably not that great and, and good enough but the, but so it's it's nice. I'm paying you a compliment. Here. It's nice that you know you didn't get the usual old tosh. The, mm, the, there's been the, an emphasis on flipping on on buying younger players. Yeah, and that's influenced um, by the the financial situation behind the scenes. I mm. imagine. Um, can you remind me? I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit. Mm. Who did Rovers sign with their parachute payments? Because all, all teams yeah. have them. It's not we, you, we can argue, and there's, it's in the news quite a lot recently. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not quite sure, but they're looking about changing it, maybe or not. It won't happen. They'll still parachute payments. They will have to have parachute payments, or else yeah. the Sky money can't exist. You can't have makes, one and all the, and it not makes the other. The Premier League stronger, yeah. and the Premier League aren't aren't going to allow parachute payments to go because no, exactly, it, it would make the Premier League even more. Um, oh, there would just be no way you could ever get. Exactly, up. it would just be ridiculous. The same because you're already seeing it now. It, it is getting towards like a. We used to call West Brom the Yo-Yo Club, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was boing boing baggies, but now there's about 
you know, everyone's sort of doing it now. They go up, they go down, they go up, go down. You know, it's the same group of teams mm-hmm. sort of going up. You get the odd surprise, but they just come straight back down because they're nowhere near good enough. The Norwich, Fulham, Bournemouth method, Nor- really. Yeah, Huddersfield were way out of their depth up there. I know they stayed up a season, but they've just plummeted right back down because they had to spend everything they possibly could to try and remotely compete. Um, uh, we, Rovers made a right pig's ear of it and you've got to understand that this was prime Benkies being completely hoodwinked by all sorts of agents sports business companies and all these dodgy sort of you know leeches and leches of the football world that unfortunately still operate these were Hallison days for a well they fight. were I know exactly but they were they were just this Shebby Singh time this, this was Shebby Singh time oh. so we signed Dixon Atuhu Yep. Danny Murphy. A reti- almost retiring Danny Murphy. Almost at the end, at the end, oh, I remember the back at the end time. of his career. Yeah, I remember at the time thinking that could be quite a decent um you know, a decent call potentially. Was it? No, it wasn't. It was right. one of the most disastrous signings we've ever had. <laughs> uh, Bradley Orr was terrible <laughs> at right back. He played for us a couple of games. Uh, yeah, and then we really oh yeah, oh god. Early on in his career, I think. Dearie, on, on lawn, yeah. Oh dear, he's like oh public enemy number one to Rovers fans. Yeah. Um and then a load of others, and then this weird uh, period of time happened where, and this is really funny. So Rovers really were wolves before wolves were wolves. So Rovers got in with this um, Portuguese hey. Portuguese agent, and we signed all these young Portuguese players. So there was a uh, like called Edinho, Paulo Jorge. There was like a load of these lads. I don't remember this. No, because they because barely any of them ever played. Right. Like they barely ever played. I remember being out in Sobar in Clitheroe once, and half of them were just in there, like drinking. And you're like, wow, these are real, <laughs> real, real athletes going on here. But that's what they were trying to do. They were they were just getting a bit they, braver than being in Burnley territory as well. Uh, well, Clitheroe's Blackburn mm. Rovers, absolutely. I've got a game for you later, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, so. This was we were almost trying to do that Wolves thing where you get in with an agent, he peddles oil players and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, we had a right basket case. Just my, at just that my time. point is Nuno is... Gomez. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was great yeah, though. Yeah, that was good. He, he was he didn't do that great, but it was entertaining nonetheless. Mm. Mm. No, but just my point is is that teams get parachute players. Oh yeah, big time. Teams teams buy new players. Yeah, that's my fundamental, very basic, simple point. Mm. Burnley had. The remnants of what half a squad left. Yeah, we had to buy players. It had to whoever the manager was, whatever the situation, whether we had money or not, mm. we had to get players from somewhere. And evidently, it's just as easy to absolutely spunk the lot on a load of tosh mm. than actually spend it correctly. There we go. And Burnley have the proof is in the pudding. We have oh pudding. Mm. I've not had a chocolate bar for how many days? Oh, the El Lang Classico podcast with pickles and gravy. So I suppose I should ask you, how how is it going down the road? Um, I've said before, we are just the weirdest football team I've ever seen. We have still not drawn a game. We are everything or nothing. When we're bad, we're so bad that that's why you'll see our fans on Twitter having an absolute meltdown. And then you see other fans going, shut up, we're third. But honestly, when we're bad, it is really like that. John Dal Thomas and out sort of bad. Like it just seems incompetent, as you saw firsthand at Turf Moor. Repeat that. I mean, we, we've we've done it since the game after we lost four one to Preston North End. I know, I loved it, and we beat them four one last season. It's like honestly, that two results in a row. Imagine how I felt, Pickles. Mm. You know, I know you're you've got a heart of stone. 
you know, you, you're, you're, you're claret through and through. Mm. You're rather uncompromising. You know, I give a bit of leeway towards the clarets, but you are just, you know, there's no... There's no giving back with you. No, I'm bitter. Even surely you must have thought, when you saw it was 4-1 pressing off and you must have thought, poor Rovers. No. Um, poor, poor little gravy. No, not poor at little, all. Poor little gravy. He'll be crying his little gravy tears. Not at all. I, I, I'm not embarrassed to admit that Rovers is always the second result I look for. Really? Yeah. And when I see Rovers have lost, it makes my day. What about, what about Bohemians or whatever your uh, oh, second side was? I lived in Dublin for a little bit. We've covered this in episode one. <laughs> <laughs> your Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever you right, support. Okay. No, so um, that was bad. And I personally wanted a public apology from, from him from, for that. But oh, he, doesn't, right. he doesn't really do the media very well. Does he not? Times. No, he's not a character. He's not what I would call a character, which I don't think helps him either. Because we've gone from, oh, it's everybody's favourite uncle, Tony Mowbray, uh, to Yondal Thomason. Right. So, you know, I don't know if you've seen the Tony Mowbray thing, just to quickly digress. Uh, at Sunderland, they, he loves a Jaffa cake, does Tony Mowbray. And so McVitie's sent him his own uh, branded... Uh, Jaffa cakes oh. called the Gaffers Jaffers. Oh, that's good. That's good, isn't it? It rhymes. And he literally immediately tucked in. It's a very nice video. I'll, I'll show it you after. It was right. quite cute. But that's what Tony Mowbray don't was. Don't send it me because I've it, I've got you blocked. So well, don't, <laughs> don't text me. What? <laughs> but um, so he's not really interacted with the supporters really in that way. He's very much just a continental manager in that respect. So um, yeah, it's weird. I don't even know how to concisely put it across. You've other made your mind that. up about JDT, though. Anyway, haven't you? You're mm. you're not you're not a fan anyway, are you? I I think it was always going to be a struggle, as uh, you know. I mean, like, and also having worked at the club when Mowbray came in, I just I just think he was a great bloke, and it was always going to oh, be weird. Yeah. It was going to be weird after he'd been there for five years, which is quite a long time as manager now. I think it was over that was it? Whatever it was. Um, for him to not be there anymore, he was far too good for Rovers. Like we played Sunderland the other day. Far and too was, sensible. I know. Well, he was. Uh, we, were, we played Sunderland the other day, and there he was on the touchline. You're like, oh, there's the. Oh no, he manages them, like an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, with a new partner. It was very depressing. Um, so yeah, um, you know, it, it's it, it's just we beat them too. No, by the way, um, it's just very strange. Uh, he. He still wants to pass it out from the back most games, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. And so that's why we play some really nice stuff at times, and then the next minute we get battered because, you know, it's either it either works or it doesn't, passing out from the back, doesn't it? If you've not got the players to do it, which no one in the championship does, <clears throat> you don't pass it out from the back, though, do you? You play like a... You're quite wingy, aren't nah. you? You're wingers. No. You're wingers and into... No. You know, I thought you were we wingers. often play one-twos in, in our own six-yard box. Hmm... Is that passing out from the back, though? I always think passing out from the back... can't get any further back than the goal line. No, yeah, but I wouldn't... So, this is it. So, what is the difference between passing out from the back and what is the difference... Or tick-a-tacker. Do you know what I mean? So, there's always different phrases for tactics. For me, passing it out from the back is that you start... Everything starts from the keeper. Nothing is ever played past. So, it never actually uh, bypasses a player. So, it's constantly to the left-back, centre-back, centre-back, centre-mid, to the ring, da-da-da-da-da. And that seems to be what he tries. And that is, he constantly wants to do this. But then you can see the players go, right, we've got nothing in midfield or the midfield breaks down and then that's when we get closed down and that mm. sort of thing. Whenever I watch Burnley, I don't think you quite do that. 
you're more dynamic, and I'm paying a compliment here, where it's, you know, you want to keep possession. I'm beaming. Can you see me a little yeah. smile when you, you say keep possession dynamic? And you will pass it around, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's always out from the back, or it doesn't mean that you're dwelling on the ball. You'll create chances more occasionally than we will, if that makes sense. I'd love to see how many chances we create per game, because it's naff all. Because we spend a lot of time passing, 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 passing. You're right. Murich has... Uh, Passing range is phenomenal. Is he not a liability, though? Phenomenal. I'm a big fan of Murich. Mm. And he's been a big talking point amongst Burnley fans. Yeah. I'd say all, if not most, of our good play, and there's a lot of good play at Burnley this season, Mm. comes from Murich. It's all spawned from the goalkeeper. Mm. His range of passing is phenomenal. Mm. And so I agree with you. Sometimes it's short. Yeah, he will often in a game bypass four opposition players. This is what I mean. So, so that's if there's a high press, Murich, Murich yeah. has quite frankly the balls mm. and the ability to find Cullen, mm. who's 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 on the edge of the halfway line. Yeah, you know. So I would agree with you. I would agree with you in that. So we try and do it. So we, we've we've flitted between a back five and a back four. You can't so do it. When, when and we're in so a back many teams five, can't do it. Yeah, when we're in a back five at home, it kind of works. Because Scott Walton's got a left foot, so if he's the left centre-back, he finds it easier to present the ball out to whoever, either the left-back or he can get it into the midfield. And this is, this is, But when he's not there and then we're trying to do it with a four, it all falls apart and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. And we're, we're, trying to, we're not being savvy enough tactically to change things up and play a different way. A classic example, we won't get into the game again because nobody needs to relive that experience. Which game? The, the Burnley, the, the Lang Classico. But it was so obvious that we should have been punting it long against you because the oh. two chances that we had came from that. The, the game before, was it, it was Sheffield United capitulation. That all came from set pieces, balls into the box, everything like that. And we just don't, we just don't, we don't go in the game. We go, right, this isn't really working. You know, we're away from home or whatever. We're going to have to switch it up. He's just too much of a purist in his own tactics. Saying that, then it's very hard to make all these criticisms. And then you go, well, we are third though. So it can't be completely disastrous. What I will say is, and it's last time I've mentioned his, his name, obviously, but uh, we would probably be third with Tony Mowbray as well. I'm fairly certain because he's got less, he's got worse squad at Sunderland and he's managed to get them eighth and they're a point outside the playoffs and he's completely turned them round. So Uncle Tony would have had us up third. Regardless of who the manager is mm. or who the players are, this is a stupendously brilliant season for Rovers. Mm. I don't understand some of the criticism. We have you're been... third in the league. Well, your squad is shocking. There's no money. Mm. You're third. It's because no one else has got any money. So, but like we said, apart from the two at the top, Burnley and Sheffield United, everybody else is sort of the same. You you say it's phenomenal, but we now is the point where we'll decide whether it's phenomenal or not because we have been in this position two or three times in the last couple of seasons where we've been right up either in the playoffs last season right up at the top for quite a little quite a significant amount of time uh, and then completely capitulated oh, so for the last few seasons Rovers have won the league <laughs> like after in August all when, the memes when, come out the HMS oh, the HMS pissed the league memes. it's a running joke amongst Burnley fans you, you <laughs> lot get so carried away <laughs> You had the bus out <laughs> after four games this season. And we all know you'll capitulate after Christmas. It happens every single season. Yeah. Where do you think you'll finish? 
I think we will get the playoffs this season purely, and look, I, I feel like I'm bashing us so much, but I am going to say this purely because I don't really, I, I'm going to guess now at the top six because I don't think anyone else below that is any good whatsoever. Like, they turn up and you're like, I don't know any players really now. You know, and as someone who's really interested in the championship as well, you know, you've not really shown me anything. I'm going to say it's going to be Middlesbrough, always up in there. I think Michael Carrick might be quite a decent manager in the future, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they were good against us. Yeah. Um, and we were bad. Uh, Everyone's good against you. <laughs> Did you see the sending off, by the way, in that match? Yeah, nailed on. <laughs> John Buckley throwing the ball against the... Yeah, head. Heinous. It was... <laughs> He could have died. But um, it was ridiculous, wasn't it, on everyone's part, really. The fact that that is a sending off, but also the fact that he did it in the first place was stupid in itself. But Clear red. Anyway, um, I think it's going to be Middlesbrough. I think Tony Mowbray might just get in there with Sunderland. You said you weren't going to do the voice again. Sorry, I yeah. Uh, I said I wasn't going to mention his name again. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get away from Big Uncle Tony. Uh, uh, I think Oz and... I'm going to say, because they, like us although not really usually in as high a position as we are, but they have been mulling around there for seasons now. Millwall. I'll go for a Millwall. I reckon we'll end up with them in the semis or something like that. Or we'll No, the northeast sides will meet in the final and we'll probably end up losing to Middlesbrough. And This is a really specific prediction, mm. isn't it? We'll lose to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough will come fourth. We'll come fifth. Millwall will come sixth. Sunderland will come third. And I'll go for that. It's not. It's a northeast derby in the in the final, and Middlesbrough will go up. I can give you a prediction. Go on. Quite a specific prediction. Go on then. Twelfth. Really? You'll finish twelfth. I, I even as a pessimist, I don't think so. Mid-table fodder. Mm, I I think there's a lot of mid-table fodder to the point that it makes me comfortable that we won't be mid-table fodder. It's almost whole-table fodder. It, it is really, yeah. There's some bad ones at the bottom, let's be honest. There's, there's some stinkers. I think you look like a team in 12th. At you, the moment, but, yes. But, but you're third. But you're yeah. third. I don't think I've ever known us go on such a terrible run of form, really, and still maintained our position in the league. And it's not even that much of a false position because there's only a couple of teams below us that have one game in hand and are three points off. So it's not like well, we're no, gonna... it's a false position in that you're rubbish. Yes. Well, yeah. In a in a way, yeah. Um, I, I do fear if we did somehow get promoted. I mean, it would just be. <laughs> what well, would we do? We'd have to continue doing this pod. Well, we'd, we'd have to continue there'd doing be this two, more, There'd be two more fixtures. There'd be two more fixtures. But what would we so do? Let, let's hope we'll just stay down up against that. City with that team. My we word, found man. we found it hard enough. You'll and we, find and it. we were, we you were defensive. So, no, but we did with Dice against yeah. City. Like, um, of course we'll find it hard. Of course we will. Yeah. It, it, it won't be anything like this season. But it might be exciting. It might be different. Mm. Company's a very good manager. I think he's shown already that... He's got a bit about him. Mm. Um, you don't want to get stuck in the championship too long because then the parachute money what runs out and you end up like the rest of us, which mm-hmm. is this weird, like I've said, ten million deficit that you're trying to get back. It's just, a, it's just not. I sometimes think the championship's a bit like Sid's Garden in Toy Story. <laughs> Go on, I'm really, you really know, on board with the Toy Story analogy. Go on. Well, you know who Sid is in Toy Story. It's Sid. You mean that happy child? Oh. That ain't no happy child. He touches toys for fun. Mike has got a voice reel, if you're interested. <laughs> I've also got Toy Story. I'm not joking you. I have currently got Toy Story socks oh, on. Oh, you're joking. Yeah. 
There you go. That wasn't planned. That wasn't planned at all. Go on, carry on with your analogy. Just how, how Sid, all his toys are sort of cobbled together. <laughs> Mishmash. <laughs> broken. Improvised. <laughs> shoddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in their own way, all sort of work. Yes. <laughs> This is the best analogy well, I've ever heard. That's what I think it's like. Yeah, they're all partly destroyed as yes. well. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all very aware they're destroyed, but for some reason, people keep picking them up. There's and... not many complete action men. No. no is there? There isn't, no. There's not many glossy Barbie dolls in the championship, no. let me tell you. <laughs> there's, there's definitely... They've all got an arm hanging off. They're all stuck together with rubber bands and chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's trying to get gripped by the claw to take him up to the Premier League. Their claw. Their claw. See, I can, I can do voices as well. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? That's why we only do one episode every month or whatever it is. <laughs> so it's January. Mm. What can Rovers expect from the window? Very little. Although I saw something today from Rich Sharp of the Lancashire Telegraph who said that we will mostly be looking at uh, overseas abroad players. Now, interestingly, to bring the B word into this, the old Brexit, what's happened to work permits since then is they are far more stringent. So you have to have had almost, well, you pretty much definitely have to have had international appearances really to get to play in England to get a work permit, which is what I found quite funny when Greg Broughton, who's this new director of football we've got him, and he worked with uh, Yondal Thomason at uh, Malmo. I think they were both at Malmo. Were they were the one place before that? I don't know. Uh, but they were, but the, everyone was like, we're going to sign all these Swedish and Scandinavian players. I remember thinking, no, no, because they've, none of them have got work permits, unless yeah, they're yeah, first yeah, team yeah, yeah. Sweden, Norway, or you know, Icelandic, or whatever. I think company... Being announced as Burnley manager was delayed because of because of work permits for maybe not him but his staff. Yes, like I think I heard that as well. Yeah, it took, yeah. It took forever. It was like the best kept secret. No, what's the saying? The worst kept secret. Worst kept secret. The company was going to be Burnley manager, mm. but it kept ticking over and ticking over because of work yeah. permits. So I see this rumor and I go, oh, I don't know. And the one player we brought in from overseas this season, uh, Clinton Moller on loan, is just garbage. He was great against us. He was garbage, wasn't he? Yeah. He played all right yeah. against West Ham at the London Stadium this game before, but he hasn't. You, you watch him and you go, this lad just isn't good enough. Yeah, you you yeah, can yeah, tell, can't yeah, you, within a second? Well, he's a young lad. He might, he might have something, yeah. but he was thrown in at the deep end against us, it felt. Yeah, and, we, uh, so there's, terrible. there's talk of he might be going somewhere else, so the loan being cancelled. We've just cancelled George Hurst's loan, who was the striker. He's gone to Ipswich Town now. All he did was basically miss a penalty against Cardiff. They should never have let him take the penalty. That's it. He offered nothing. No You're not idea. missing anything. No idea He's David is. Hurst, the ex-Sheffield uh, Wednesday striker's son. Oh. Um, and so what could we expect? Maybe a few left field signings, maybe. I don't think we're going to go... I think we will... You won't know who we're signing. Like I say, we're very much... <laughs> I thought you meant left wing then. Left wing. When you said left field, I thought, hang on, who plays... Who's, who's currently left midfield for you at the moment? Like, Announce right. Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> starting up uh, starting up front for Blackburn Rovers is Cole Marks yeah. <laughs> um, no uh, so I think you know I don't think you'll see us go for the tried and trusted players I think we are quite you know we have moved on like not saying like Burnley you've obviously got a better I think you know you've got players who are coming to you knowing that they're going to be playing at the top of the championship but you know we are going to make some you know signings that you're not 
you know, you're sort of like, okay, we'll have to see what he's like, you know, instead of bringing in, you know, just a has-been Connor Wickham, you know, like we might have done before. Or something. He's at Forest Green now. He's left. He's left Forest Green. Yeah, he's just uh, his contract got torn mm. up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was weird. But we got linked to him loads of times. So, is the impression that Rovers are going to be using loans more? By the looks of sending a loan back, I would assume we wanted that space for the loan to come in. So, yeah, we have no money to spend on players. We just it, the the money just isn't there. We've had to do the whole training ground thing where the owners buy it and then send. You know, it's. Oh. it's there's nothing really you can... I mean, it always looks sinister, that, but it is just an accounting sort of... Loads of people have done it, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, we won't be paying anyone. Brereton Diaz, will he go somewhere? It seems like we're just going to ride it out now. Might as well just let him go on a free, which I think might be the decent idea, but he's not doing very well recently. He's gone off right off the boil because he just actually isn't that good. But... Uh, he, when he gets on a roll, he does knock him in. So hopefully he'll do that towards the end of the season. I don't think he's ever been anything special. He was a real donkey when we and first I know signed I'm, him. I know I'm biased because I'm a claret. Yeah. How much did you just... With nine million, you bought him for no eight was, million something. I like think that? all in it was eight million. But I think we, that's a I don't mad think, amount of money. I don't think a lot of the clauses that have been, you know what I mean. That that was basically the money that that was. Yeah, that was our transfer budget it's for like a, a load of seasons. It was a mad signing. Yeah, I it was. I don't know. He's been good for you a couple of seasons, whatever. But yeah, nah. he's odd. When we played nah. against Nottingham Forest, the year we went down, he played against us and he was unbelievable. Like we actually beat them in that game, but he was so much better than anyone else on the pitch. I remember he shot one from thirty-five yards. It cracked the crossbar. He played in that Arsenal FA Cup game where he scored, and I think did they end? They actually knocked Arsenal out in that game, I think, or whatever. Or they valiantly went out, or whatever. So he had some pedigree coming in. Like he was like their golden boy. But he just, he never hit the ground running. And now he started scoring goals. And now, obviously, he's just odd. I can't describe him. I'd rather have Adam Armstrong back. He's a good player. Yeah. He's actually a good player. Yeah. You you, you would, like, under no illusions why he was scoring goals, why he was worth so much. Mm. Like, he's a good player. I'd have him back in an instant. We're not going to, but, you know. Um, So, yeah, Dak has come back into the side. Bradley Dak. Bradley Dak. Bradley Dak. No one sings that. And he has started playing really well because I think he is sort of playing the position that he can cope with, if that makes sense. Why is, is he, he Why is he back in the side now? I think he fell out with Yondal Thomason and Yondal Thomason said, well, prove yourself. They all went to Malaga during the uh, during the World Cup break. That did wonders, didn't it? Come well, back and lost 4-1 well, against Well, exactly, France. yeah, that's what we thought. But apparently, on the friendlies we played out there against Hearts and Ajax because, uh, you know, we play these global names in football like Ajax because you know Blabber Rovers global name very well known prestigious successful club um, he actually did really well out there and he really put himself about and he scored I think a couple of goals set a few up and so now he's back in the side and he's worked his way back in and now he's scoring goals I mean deflected but he's he set up the goal against Norwich in the cup uh, last the weekend playing like the Bradley Dack we know he just can't physically get up and down the pitch but if you play you know if you give him a role where he doesn't really need to do that He's all right. He's fine. He's technically probably one of the better players in the championship. So, you know, so that's been kind of like a new signing, I guess, when a couple of the other attacking midfielders you know, have gone off the boil. You know you skint when you start saying yeah. kind of like a new signing. <laughs> yeah. You know that fringe player who's been terrible for ages? Yeah, well, he started playing quite well. Yeah. Like when, when Andy Todd came back to us from you, like, it's like, it like a new signing. <laughs> I remember Chris McCann was brilliant for Burnley. He was, mm. he was a good player and he came through the, the academy and all that. But he was injured for quite a while at one point. Mm. 
and when by the time he came back, he turned into Iniesta. <laughs> the way people were talking about, don't worry, McCann's back soon. McCann's back. When McCann gets back, it's Chris McCann. Like, no disrespect to Chris McCann. You know, a good player, really good for us, but, you know. <laughs> I love that. It's great. So, um, so in terms of Rovers, we're not going to spend any money, um, but I think there might be some shrewd dealings. I think this will make or break where we get in the playoffs. If we you know, don't really do anything, we don't just add a little bit of... I don't think we need loads, but if we just need add a bit of energy into the club, you know, I think we could push on and, and nail that playoff place. If we don't, it could fizzle out and we could do that 12 like you were maybe predicting. So I don't yeah. think playoffs are a certainty for Rovers. I no, just, absolutely I just, not. I, just, no, I don't. I, I just don't. don't. I don't. You could easily slip and, and once you slip, mm. it could be a 12th. We need a, I would say, a winger, a striker and a full-backs New kit. Don't like the kit. I've oh, never liked. I've never prestigious liked. Prestigious blue and white halves. Excellent. New, new stadium. New I design. Name. Hey, by the way, that's a personal insult because I helped design this kit that oh. we're wearing. Just to drop that in there yeah. again. Anyway, uh, let's talk Burnley transfers. I mean, obviously, what you reckon you'll spend? Seventy mil, eight mil, <laughs> eighty mil. You know, something like that. <laughs> just to make sure, you know, just to make sure. It's an interesting time for Burnley. Yeah, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised your name wasn't in the hat for, you know, for Ronaldo. Finished? Yeah, sorry. Again. Right. Uh, any any player coming to Burnley knows that it's likely they're going to be in the Premier League next season. Mm. So we are a very appealing project. Mm. We don't need much. There's discussion whether we need a striker or not. And I think most Burnley fans would say we do, and we have all season. Even though Jay Rodriguez has been has been good, I think he's yeah. got nine goals, maybe touching on double figures. But after Jay, who is not in the best of form, mm. there's Barnes, mm. and and that's it. Really. And he only turns up against us. So. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's not he's not he's not the Barnes of old, shall mm. we say? And even the Barnes of old was a limited player, mm. as good as he was. For yeah, games. he was. Yeah, he was just a just a shit house. Uh, wasn't no, he, not just a shit house. Not just a shit house. <laughs> he's as we're recording this on Tuesday the tenth. Mm. It's nine years since he signed. Nine years. Yeah. So the the Burnley the Burnley. You no, know I hate him. I hate him with a god, but of an absolute passion. A horrible man. But. Fair play, because loyalty's dead in football these days, and that's I'm sure at some point during those nine years he had an offer to go somewhere else. So. The Burnley Twitter account have been posting a lot of his goals that he scored, yeah, and he scored some absolute belters for mm. Burnley, yeah. So he, he's not just been a lumpy player, but anyway, we spoke about Barnes in the yeah, last we did, pod. Yeah, we, please, please don't speak about him again. Um, so a striker, and we've been linked with Jokerez at Coventry. Apparently we've bid for good him. Good player, good player. We we've been linked with Obafemi at Swansea. Apparently, apparently, put a bid in for him. Right. Um, Don't sign him. I think he. There's a player there. There's 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 an athlete there. I would say there's a strong lad up front. Little bit of pace. <sighs> I've watched him against us. Uh, nah, no. Nah. I watched him against us. We beat Swansea four nil. Yeah. And he, he was he was on the periphery throughout the game. But he fits the profile of mm. an athlete, someone who presses. It's all about running. Yeah, he Company does. was in Qatar for the World Cup with the BBC. Yeah. And um, he was jokingly asked if Burnley wanted to sign Ronaldo. Right, yeah. And he said, no, he doesn't run enough. Right. So it was a semi-serious answer to a to, yep. a, to, a, to a silly question. Yeah. And it, But it's true. It, mm. it, so Obafemi's an interesting option, I think. Mm. And I read just today that there is some, you some legs like, in that. Do you not feel like you're about to do exactly what Bournemouth did last season and actually going to sign a load of players? 
that are only ever going to be championship quality just to make sure that you get out the championship. And then what you're going to have is you could end up really creating a really bad atmosphere when you get into the Premier League because half of them won't be playing. And I feel like that's what's about to happen or is happening at Bournemouth where they've got Rothwell, they signed from us. You know, they've got um, Ben Pearson, you know, all these players that aren't playing that are never in a million years good enough for the Premier League. But... Bournemouth is a different situation because Bournemouth have had a billionaire behind them mm. and they, they have now. Yeah. Um, so it's a different situation. Mm. Um, I don't know. I can't predict the future. Yeah. Um, will Zaruri, will Benson, will Matson, will Harwood Bellis, two of those are on loan, will they play in the Premier League for us next season? I don't know. Mm. Would it be interesting? Yeah, but are you bothered? This is what I mean. Why sign players now when you're... I, I, I really do think you, you, you're away with it. And Sheffield United. Like, I wouldn't say to Sheffield United, I don't think why you'd sign anyone who's only championship quality. You're oh, probably, no, I agree with that's you. That's what I mean. I agree with you. So any any signing we make now has to be in view to them being good enough for the Prem. Mm. Or flipping them and getting some money from another championship side or something like that. But yes, it's a tricky situation for us to... Yeah. It's a brilliant situation, but it's tricky. Because mm. any player we sign now, the first question probably is, do they do they improve the squad now? Mm. And will they improve? The, will they be good enough next season? Yeah, tricky, mm. tricky. Because you, you can't buy thing. you can't buy Premier League players while in the Championship. Really, it's tricky. No, exactly. This is what I mean. So, uh, you know, you do just keep it tight. Just add one or well, something why, like that. That's why. And then just... That's why coaches and scouts are paid the money they're paid mm. because they'll they'll do the they'll 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 do the due diligence them. yeah and if and if they think for example Jokeres at Coventry City has what it takes they'll spend the 15 million mm. whatever it is um, so yeah there's a striker possibly for Burnley we have quite a few players on loan mm. and there's talk about whether we will or should sign those players on loan uh, those loan players permanently yeah the main one being Ian Matson, I think, because yeah. Ian Matson's contract runs out in 2024, mm. and he's been brilliant for us. Yeah. So there's there's a sense that a deal could be struck mm. there. Harwood Bellis, you don't rate him, or you've 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 no. He's been superb for us. Championship fine, Premier League never. Uh, well, we're in the Championship, mm. so. But I disagree. That's what I mean. Don't sign. Don't sign him. Don't sign him on a permanent. Ah, no, I yeah. think I think we will try and sign him, or we should I think try and you sign will him because well. I think he's been superb, and, and I, think, I think company's loyal to him because obviously it's the sits, yeah. And know. he played for he played Anderlecht for for company as well, right? I think we'll try and sign Harwood Bellis, but that will be more difficult. Mm. And I think he he could do it in the prem. I think he could. He he he, he plays beyond his years. He really does. Um, plays like Halil Devishoglu, who's on loan from Brentford. Mm. Um, I think he's played less than an hour altogether for us off the bench. He scored one, uh, the winner, I think, against Rotherham. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he'll he, there's rumours that he'll go back, terminate his loan. Mm. So yeah, striker. I'd like I've I've wanted us to sign a big, strong, athletic, tall midfielder mm. for about ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah. We don't sign those players either. It's like a dead position now, isn't it? Do you remember when everyone used to do it? We used to, in Premier League we had Aaron McQuenna and he was the just one like I can a think unit. of is Papa Booba Diop. Yeah, Papa Booba Diop. Some great goals. Someone like him. Mm. And that's the first one I can think of, but who 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 who, who has the stamina to get around the pitch. John Obi McCall. Great in the box on both in in both both halves. Yeah. Um ideally someone who's 
from from a Burnley perspective now, someone who's about six foot eight would be great because <laughs> we're not the tallest side. Yeah, we're all right height wise. Those yeah. players, um, we're just a team of cloggers, you lot. But, um, <laughs> we're not though. That's the problem. <laughs> just clog it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, but you've covered it. Yeah. You've summed it up better than I can, and I'm and you're not even a Burnley fan. One player. That's the beauty of this pod. If you could sign one player, who would it be? Realistically, realistically, I think it would be one of the loan players that we have. Right. Okay. Sound. Yeah. I think that would be a, a really sensible thing to do. Mm. Someone like Matson. Mm. I think Matson. Teller. There's rumours about Teller going back to Southampton. Mm. He's been phenomenal for us. Yeah. Um, I hear his name a lot. Yeah. He's been really good. He's really good, Nathan mm. Teller. Could, could he do it in the Prem? I don't. I don't know. I, I, I can't make these predictions other than Rovers finishing twelfth. <laughs> <laughs> but could we try and sign Teller? I think. I think we will try and sign all of them, if not some. Mm. You know, some if not all. El Lan Clasico podcast, the world's number one podcast dedicated to the East Lancashire derby. Is it not the only podcast in the world dedicated to the East Lancashire? Okay, so do you remember in the first episode where you played a game that was who played for both? Yeah. So players who had played for Blackburn Rovers and Burnley, yeah. who played for both. Uh, so that got me thinking that really I need to repay the favour. I need to think of a game. It's about time you did some work. It's about well, well, right, come on. Who edits? Who edits this thing? So what I have done uh, is I have. And this is something that has always intrigued me because, you know, East Lancashire is a very uh, very specific geographic area. We're quite unique in our rivalry, aren't we? Because we're two different towns, but we're only separated by, what, like 12 miles or something ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? It's even less than that. So the areas where supporters come from very much sort of overlap. There's the, but I do feel yeah. there is a very distinct line between the two towns and the two supporter bases. So we're going to play a game of who supports where? No. Where supports who? Right. Where supports who? What's this? Where supports you're not, what? This is a Blackburn Rovers bag. In it. Did are... you did you get your Christmas presents in? I did get my Christmas presents, yeah. Like, oh like that. dear. Yeah. Uh, in it uh, is a uh, host of pieces of paper, Blackburn Rovers branded ones as well, which I stole from work. <coughs> uh, and you will uh, pull out a piece of paper we'll take it one at a time Mm -hmm. and we have to say whether we think that that town or village is or belongs to rovers or the clarets right okay yeah understand so the majority of people you will obviously get a smattering of supporters in each you know sort of different area but the majority of supporters or majority of the inhabitants support either so you're going to go first oh no i'll let you go first okay all ladies first. Seeing as we are. Those with most digits. Okay. I've got my hand in there. I've got one. you got one. There you go. Read it out. Rotten stall. Would you like to hold it up to the camera? We are filming this. There we go. Please don't bill me for that paper, Blackburn Rovers. Rotten stall. Rotten stall. Are you going to go with clarets? Or Rovers. Clarets. Done. Is that it? That's I'm going to go. That's, yeah. that's the game? Uh, right. Yeah. And we'll just Rotten stall is a, is a Claret and okay. Blue 
part this isn't of, like, part this of the is, world. This is just, we have to reach sort of a, an agreement on this, and we'll put it to uh, the listeners to say whether they think you're right or wrong. Right, so okay. I'll put this as like a poll, and if you are right and everybody else agrees with you, yeah. you've got it correct. Okay? Right, okay, and, okay, and okay, okay. Versa, so Right, so you're going to go now, are you? I'm going to go. Okay. Now, yeah, okay. Ooh, a place I know well. Worked in the dog in there for many years. Wally. Mm-hmm. Wally. Wally. That, is, that says Wally. Wally. Um, Rovers. Rovers, but I am going to put a caveat, is I think um, a lot of people have fled Burnley uh, to go and live in Wally. <laughs> so um, I think the number of Burnley supporters is increasing. However, I would definitely say, as someone who worked behind the bar there, Burnley fans used to be a little bit more token than Rovers fans were. It was, on the whole, uh, about the Rovers supporting village. These things you've just got to go with your gut instinct. Yeah. And I, if I see Wally, Rovers. Really? Okay, good. We're on agreement on that one. I think that one might divide the audience, though. Might divide you at home. Yes. Hang on, it's my turn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No. Your turn, your turn. Okay, got, got my full arm in this now. I'm going to get right in there. Yeah. Get on then. Ooh. Oh, what's this? Oh, that's a... Ooh. It's French. Wow. <laughs> Paris! Oh. Clayton Lamours. Clayton Lamours. Now, I've got a theory here. Right. It's what I call the Clayton Lamours fault line. Okay? Yeah. This is... The East Lancashire is on two plates... Two tectonic plates there, and you've got a little plate called Accrington Stanley in the middle. But yeah. uh, uh, the w- one large plate, slightly larger than the other, is obviously Blackburn uh, Rovers uh, compared to Burnley. But what I would say is that Clayton Lamours lies on this Clayton fault line. It is the A680 Wally Road, which heads into Accrington. <laughs> I would say one side of the road is Burnley territory. The other is Blackburn Rovers. Okay? So, Sparth House side and... The uh, junction down to the motorway and heading down there towards Rishton, Blackburn Rovers. The other side, heading towards uh, Huncote, that sort of area, uh, that one, Fox and Hounds, I think, on the corner, Burnley. And I actually think there is almost actual physical evidence of this. Because if you, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not pinpointing anyone's house, but if you go to the crossroads where Sparth House is in Clayton Lamours, on the left hand side, the side I'm saying is Burnley, if you're coming from Wally Great Harwood direction up into Accrington, on the left hand side there is a house that has a Burnley flag on. Go a little bit further down the road, on the right hand side, there's a house with a Blackburn Rovers flag on. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's it's like that is the Clayton fault line. So what we're saying then? It's my I know it's me. God. I've never been. I, I want to help have you. Have I out. ever been to Clayton Lamours? I dated a girl from Clayton Lamours once. Mm, she um, French? Round Barn Square. Uh, no, she wasn't. She was Australian, actually. Oh. Exotic for Clayton. A twin as well. You dated a twin? Mm. In fact, I'm going to. You dated her twin? No, I no no. I dated her, and she had a twin. Oh. Clayton Lamours. Mm. I'm going to say Burnley. Right, let's move on. Disagree. <clears throat> let's move on. Disagree. I'm going to just Rovers because more of Clayton Lamours is in the right-hand side, A680. Uh, the... No. No. No, Monsieur. The westerly side of the Clayton Lamours fault right. line is... Uh, Blackman, right. You're on. Hapton. Burnley. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree. Hapton Agra, uh, of course, um, is, a, is a nice Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, burnt down in the race riots. We didn't need to add that bit of information on. 
may get cut out. Uh, Hapton, weirdly, and I think this is relatively common knowledge, Ben Brereton Diaz lives in Hapton. Why? I do not know. It is a mystery <laughs> to everybody. You told what me a, this. What I a strange man. I wasn't aware of this until you told me. I can only assume he travelled... Brilliant. He must have travelled to Blackburn via the M66 and the A56 and just gone... I just got off the just got off at a junction and gone here. <laughs> Why? Why would you? Right. Sorry, I don't go to don't harass the man. <clears throat> Nelson. Nelson. I know Nelson. I mean, this is just well. this is um, um free hit, really, isn't it? It's. Wrong side of the hill. It's about as claret and blue as it gets. Mm, I'm going to say that as well. Yeah. Wrong side of the hill. Oh, yeah. Oof. What have you got? Amazing, this, isn't it? We didn't plan this. We, didn't. we have both picked up the places that we grew up. Yeah. Um, Reed. I'm going to do something very hurtful to myself here. And I think I'm going to admit defeat. With a caveat. With a caveat. I think the... Side of Reed that I grew up on, right. and the area was more Blackburn Rovers, or had a much larger smattering of Blackburn Rovers supporters, which was the end out towards Worley near George. Lake. I'm, I'm really pinpointing you, where I live. It's like it's um, like Radio Two traffic news with you. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that traffic news anyway. Radio um, Two? No, not Radio. No, two, I was going to so say. I've never quite made that Radio mm. Lancashire, but mm. um, I I'm I'm going to admit defeat, but I'm going to say that there is a large Rovers contingent there. As we well. should have been keeping score here. I think. Yeah. There's more Burnley area so far than Rovers, as we knew anyway. It, well, that wasn't be. well, that wasn't really the intention of the game. It was more to to work out the contentious ones. But um, anyway, here we go. Because <sighs> I could have just written a load of I could have written Paddyum, couldn't I? Burnley. Oh, it's your go. Oh, it is my go. Yeah, Paddyum's better. How many more of this do we have to do? Is there a few? Sabden. Ooh, tough. <sighs> it does come on the eastern side of the Clayton Moors fault line. It's Burnley. I'm telling you now, Sabden's Burnley. I'm going I have quite a number of friends from Sabden. You don't have any friends. No, I do. I have a number <laughs> of friends from Sabden and every single one of them is a Blackburn Rovers fan. But the fact that it's on Pendle Hill makes me inclined to say it's it's it's, it's, it's which country. It's very hills it's, have eyes. Yes. Uh, but no mm. offense to people in Sabden. Um it's it's very it's very Burnley. It's Claret and Blue. <sighs> Up for debate. Right, Up you're for on. debate. Get in the comments. Is this, for is that this is the one. last one. No, I don't think it is. Ah, boom. Darren Darwin, uh, absolute solid rovers. There's a great saying that one of my mates from Darwin says. He says is the only thing that people from Darwin like about Blackburn is Blackburn Rovers. Really? Yeah, because they always feel like they get the short end of the straw because they're in a unitary authority council with them and they don't get any of the money. But they like Blackburn Rovers. Right. They just don't like Blackburn the town. I, never, I don't think I've been to Darwin. Is it? Is it? Is, my, it, is it nice? My fiance is, it... is from Darwin. A whole oh. family are Darwiners. Um, it is. Um, I like it. It's got a charm to it, um, which is my way of saying it's a little bit rough around the edges, right. but I do really like the people there. Good, salt-the-earth folk. Um, Darwin, I always say, is Blackburn's paddium to Burnley. All right, that's fair. Do you know what I mean? I, I, think just, that's, I, can, yeah, I can relate. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's that, that joined-up town that has its own identity in a way, but is sort of intrinsically linked to the mm-hmm. other one. There's a few Bolton fans there, but I'm not concerned. I'm not, 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 it doesn't, not to the level it concerns me. Right. Oh, oh okay. still, I think we're still going. Yeah, yeah, we're still going. Are we? We've got five each. Are people still listening? I don't still... know. Are people still watching? All right. What's this one? Ah! Clear the roll. 
the Fickle Valley. How dare you? How very dare if you? If anything, this game was made for Clitheroe. Like, it was for, made for Clitheroe. <laughs> well, the Fickle Valley. How dare you? Is Burnley? We've spoken. Absolute. No. Bull. It's shit. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really want to do this 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 Clitheroe one at all because I think which episode was it? I can't remember. We we addressed this Clitheroe. We've thing. spoken about Clitheroe and yeah. the Ribble Valley and how during Walker and all of that period there was Rovers shirts everywhere. Now it's Burnley. It's Rovers. It's very fickle round I, here. I have research. There's no loyalty. I have research to suggest. Again, though, I think there's been a lot of um, a lot of people escaping Burnley into Clitheroe. <sighs> Is this the final one? I think this is the final one. Is that Oswald Twistle? Ozzy, Oswald Twistle, yep. which I always, it makes me laugh whenever you meet anyone from not from East Lancashire, they find it hilarious. And it, I, I, I always have to remind myself that it's a funny name of a place. So is Clitheroe. Oh, yeah, I guess it is if you separate I, it up. Yeah, I hadn't realised, having been round here all yeah. my life, I hadn't realised yeah. that some people read, it, read it and read it as something else. Yeah. Um, Ozzy, Rovers. Burnley. It's uh, it's west of the Clayton Moore's fault line. You're getting too tied in with geography. Um, You've got to remember the passion. No, I'm definitely going Aussie as Rovers. I'm definitely because it's it's basically it's basically next to Blackburn. I mean, I think it's the. Uh, I might be wrong, but it's the church in between. But it's basically. I'll be honest with church, you. Church then Nusden, then it's. I've only Blackburn. been to Aussie Mills. <laughs> and the giant pear drop. What? And that's that's not blue and white arb. That's pink and yellow arb. So what's the. What, what? Is that in Aussie Mills? That's the world's largest pear drop. In Aussie Mills? In Oswald Twistle Mills. I need to go back sharpish. Yeah. I'll go straight to the cafe. Maybe Oswald Twistle Mills could... That's, that's the perfect people to sponsor the show. Aussie Mills? Oswald Twistle Mills. If anyone from there is listening, I will be there uh, Monday morning. And you have we to think dis- about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it tomorrow morning? No, I know, I've, got, me, I've got an engagement Let's be though. sensible. Um, and we will talk about sponsoring this show because uh, we've already given you quite the plug for your world's largest pear drop. I, I'd, I'll take a discount. At the cafe, exactly. You know, you're you know. you're already really struggling with your chocolate. Uh, oh. You know, um, uh, ten days without a chocolate bar. Could I have a cream egg though? It's not a chocolate bar. If anything, it's the opposite shape. It's not a bar, is it? Could you have a jaffa cake? Is that a cake or a biscuit? I don't know. These are the things I'm negotiating with myself. Mm, mm. I'm trying not to eat as much chocolate mm. in bar form. Okay. So I could just eat a load of cream eggs. They've, they've, they've just released a white chocolate cream egg. Okay. Anyway, back on with the game. Have we finished? Well, I think we've finished, and I think we've come full circle. That was quite a nice way. We we started with chocolate. We've ended with chocolate. I can see you salivating. Mm. It's quite disgusting, really. I can see the drool just dribbling down onto the floor there. I think it's about time you went and uh, and saw to yourself. Maybe enjoy your... Uh, I don't know what that was going there. <laughs> Sort yourself with chocolate. That was a good game, Mike. Uh, it, was, it was a fun game. It was a, it was a good game. Well do, done. I, I do get involved. If that has enraged you in the way that um, content and media is meant to be enraging now, you're meant to complain. You know what I'd like to find? It's linked to this. Yeah. I'd like to find people who live next door to a Claret or a Rover. Yeah. You know, like... Okay, yeah. You, what's, what is the, the, the smallest sort of proximity we can find yes obviously there's going to be households yeah so maybe your brother you know maybe your mum is a claret and your dad's yes please is there someone across the road from you who's who who supports the other side or even better if there's somebody in the same house oh man imagine that imagine that 
And on that note, I think we'll bring this episode to an end. Yeah, it's been all right. It's been it's been enjoyable. It's been nice having you back. Happy 2023. You know, come this time in a year's time, it'll be 2024, which is confusing. And where will we both be? We might both be fighting relegation battles. We might be. We might not be making this podcast because we won't be in the same league. Mm. Unless you still want to do it, but you know, I don't think. One I don't of us want to really do it now when we are in the same league. Excellent. And uh, until next time, which maybe next month, maybe before the derby, we'll have at least another episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. putting the feelers out for special guests as well. But until then, goodbye. Ah, uh, in a bit. Up the clouds. You've been listening to El Lang Classico podcast. Thirsty for more? Of course you are. Follow us on Insta, Twitter and the rest via at Lang Classico or visit langclassico.com. Tarkok. Tarkok.